Hello, April Lopino, Vice President of Human Resources, also Keeley Life Leader, here to welcome you to this section of Keeley Life Podcast. These podcasts are designed to have conversations surrounding our mission of sustaining a culture of health and well-being for all Keeleyans and their families, as well as supporting our pillars of HEAL, where we focus on mental health, physical fitness, nutritional habits, and financial well-being. This is where we take a deep dive in discussing the total well-being of each and every one of our Keelians and how we make a path to a better version of themselves. We want to take this opportunity to provide resources to all. So please sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Keely Life episode where we have Jack Cavanaugh, who is a junior at the University of Missouri. He is studying uh, business admin and also pursuing a dual degree. Uh, we are so excited to welcome him and uh, have a few minutes um, to discuss some issues surrounding mental mental health um, awareness and what it looks like um, a for uh, someone that went through COVID uh, in a university setting. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to have you. I want to just put a few notes out there and I, I love for you to do the introduction. Uh, you ap- um, actually created your own podcast channel um, this past summer, correct, to, to deal with these issues and get the word out on campus, right? Uh, yeah, so I, I created the uh, the Never Alone podcast, which is basically a podcast meant for young adults in college and high school students, uh, basically to just talk about mental health and make it a more prominent subject um, for young adults. I feel like it's something that isn't talked about as much as it should be. And I just wanted to show people basically that they're never alone struggling with the problems they're going through. So that's where the name kind of came from is the the Never Alone podcast. I love it. Um, and so, so tell me, what was really, you know, you, you talked about some of the reasons, reasonings why you started it. What was um, the, the main driver for the message that you, you know, who, who really did you want to reach, right, and resonate with? And what did you hope that they did with that? Um, so I would say my, my main target audience and, and the reason for that being is young adults, um, specifically ones going through struggles. The reason why is um, in, in high school and in my early time in college, I went through a pretty rough patch of just not really knowing, um, I guess, my my way in the world and kind of just being going through a dark place. And I realized that as much as people go to counseling and get help and all that, there's there's never really people our age talking about it to f- make you feel like you're not in the dark on it. And so I, I look back on my time going through all that and I'm thinking to myself, what would be best to to show other people that they're not alone with those struggles, the other young adults, um, the young men, the young women going through all this stuff? Um, because counseling is usually with, uh, you know, an older and adult talking view about all that stuff, but you never really hear the other stories of the young people going through it. So I wanted to just reach out to those that are struggling that might not really know what to do or how to feel about it and just give them somebody they can relate to, um, to just get through those hard times and be like, you know what, this person has gone through this. I'm struggling with this too. You know, that makes me feel better because one big thing with mental health is just feeling like you're lost and you're alone but there's always somebody out there that's gone through the same thing or been through worse and that's just kind of the main point of it now and do you share specific stories of your journey or welcome others and share their journeys on your channel 
So my my first episode I ever made was the intro to it. I introduced myself and I kind of gave my specific story of what I went through in high school, what I went through in my early college life and where I'm at now and why I'm doing the podcast. And then recently off of that, I've interviewed people about body image, about suicide prevention, about um, just depression, and anxiety um, in general. I've interviewed people about college with COVID and dealing with that and um Basically, going off of that first episode of me, I wanted to reach out to other people to give their insight and get their stories to show other people at the same time. Like, there's so many people going through this. So what would you say um, has, has been the main struggle um, for for folks like yourself, you know, going through COVID last year? Has um, there been I a common theme? Yeah, I would say specifically, um, I'm in a fraternity, I'm in Greek life at Mizzou, and I deal with a lot of, uh, I, I deal with the new member education process for my fraternity, so I talk with a lot of freshmen, a lot of younger guys. Um, and basically, the, the biggest thing is the isolation, the ability to not really socialize, the the um, feeling kind of locked down, like you can't do anything, and not being able to meet new people and talk to new people. And that is one of the major things in college that, like, you know, my parents always talked about and you know my older siblings always talked about it's like you get to talk to all these people meet all these new people well the hard part right now is we got all these younger kids that aren't being able to do that they're not being able to go out and have fun and go to events and and go even to even the simple things like going to the library the student center and just meeting people and that's just taking a massive toll on kids because it's not really what college is and so that's like the main thing it's just not being able to really do anything and that's really just put a damper on college in general i would say so have you found some alternative um things that you can do being on campus knowing that you know these are the feelings that people are experiencing to combat some of this i would say yeah uh, i would say so i'm at as you said i'm at the university of missouri and they've done a fairly good job of, of making the most out of it and giving us opportunities to do things it's not perfect and i would say from the people that i've talked to specifically the freshmen they, they do try to give them opportunities to get out and do things it's just it's just unorthodox because of obviously the mass mandates and all that which is obviously necessary but um it it, it makes it harder um but they 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 are doing stuff uh, my fraternity specifically like we have uh, socially distance events to try to make it as normal as possible and the mass mandate and all that just to at least give an opportunity for people to feel like what normal really is. So what would be, you know, just based on your experience, what would be your piece of advice for individuals that are your age um, that, you know, may not have, have had the journey and been able to um, have the experiences that you had to get to this point now and and so think back where they were right when you were started back in in high school what piece of advice could could you give them um i would say probably if i had to go all the way back to high school i would say the biggest advice i could give to somebody that might be struggling or looking ahead into college or the 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 real world is the number one thing i always tell the younger kids um that i that i talk to is take it one day at a time um most people these days especially college students and high school students what they do is they get so worked up in their head about the future and about 
next week and the week after that and what I got going on. And what I always tell them is you have there, there's no reason to worry about that now because you can't do anything about those things right now. Um, and so what I always do is I break my uh, I break my monthly schedule into one week at a time and I go day by day and I make a checklist every day of I did this, I did this, I did this. And so at least when you go day by day, you have one specific thing that you're doing at a time that you can check off the list and look at and be like, hey, I did that today. I feel good about that. I got that done. Um, Because what people do is they get so worked up about something happening in two or three weeks, a test or um, some event happening that they get so bottled down about that worrying in advance that they can't get the simple things done happening in the present. Um, so anybody that's out there that, uh, might be going through something or dealing with that one day at a time, that that's the biggest emphasis that I've gotten from, you know, my parents, from, you know, mentors and all that is there's nothing better than taking it one day at a time. No, that that's great for everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially right now with all this COVID stuff. I mean, you can't, okay. it's just, it's one day at a time. Why do you think there's not enough um, discussion surrounding mental health um, in males? Um, you see, from my experience um, growing up, I was a I was a football player. I played college football for a semester before I got too many concussions and had to medically retire. But when you're growing up and you're playing sports um, and you're going through that phase, I feel like a lot of the stereotype is like the macho man the the too cool for school the don't show your emotions and a lot of young men kind of just push it to the side which isn't good because what that does is it just builds up on the inside um and that's kind of what happened with me it was it was like you know i'm playing football i gotta be this this cool guy i gotta be this you know i gotta be the the macho man well really at the end of the day, that's, that's never the healthiest thing because it's always going to come back. Eventually you can't just bot all that stuff down. Um, and because of that, I feel like young men are taught from a young age, not to talk about it, not to express it. But I realized over time that the number one thing you have to do is talk about it because if you don't talk about it, it's, it's never going to go away. And if you don't express how you're feeling, um, you're always going to feel that way. It's just going to be stuck on the inside. Even if you don't show it on the outside, it's still going to be there on the inside. Right. You know, we're, we're taught, you know, that, oh, women are more emotional, right? Men, men, you shouldn't, you shouldn't show your emotions, right? And it gives just this, you know, um, it's an environment that, that is, is not at all what we want, right. For our, for our youth or for anyone, because, you know, if, an, if something's on your mind and we talk about this, even in the business world, if something's on your mind, you should talk about it. You should communicate it. Right. There's always um, a solution out there, right. Uh, that, that you're able to navigate through. So it's, it's very odd that just as a society, that's, that's how it is. You know, that's how it, it comes across. Absolutely. Um, it's one of those things where, guys are always taught to not be emotional and to not show emotions. Um, and the, the funny thing I think about is if, if, is, you know, I live in a house with 65 guys. And if you ask 90% of them, they would say the same thing. Like you're not supposed to show your emotions. You're not supposed to be emotional, but really if you talk to like specifically like talking to girls in college, they're like, no, I kind of like a guy that actually shows his emotion. (laughs) So it's just kind of a, 
it's a it's a weird dynamic of like what you think is the right thing to do just because of how you grew up and how kind of guys are treated as a young age and what really is you know the right thing to do which is to talk about things to let it out to show your emotions because holding it in can only lead to bad stuff right uh, what what can you know universities colleges do differently you know coming out of covid and understanding you know there's a greater awareness on mental health what can they start to incorporate into the life of the you know the college campus um one of the things that that i would say is well looking at mizzou specifically and this is nothing against the university the the, the counseling center that that mizzou has it, it it's fine but it's it's very hard to get help and so i think what would be beneficial for even this could be even you know workplaces universities high schools is to just have um in my opinion like talk groups or just communities to find people that have dealt with similar situations to go to talk to to reach out to people that are struggling um because it, it feels it feels like a little more of a comfortable situation when there's more people there. Um, I know back in high school, I had to go to counseling and I, I never really wanted to do it because it always felt awkward, just like one on one talking with a another person talking about all that stuff. But sometimes if you get into a group setting and you see so many people going through similar things, it can really open you up about what's going on. So I think that you know, group talk sessions, which is obviously hard because of COVID, but, you know, we're we're getting further along with that. Group talk sessions where people can express their feelings in an open environment could be really beneficial to the people my age and just, you know, seeing other people going through similar things. No, those are great points. I love that, you know, just being able to have an, an outlet where you can have that group talk, right? Is yeah. sometimes all that's needed, and 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 without um, any repercussions of someone right judging you. Um, Absolutely. Because it, yeah, it, it's when 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 that can be you know um, put together, you know, with someone you know, like you were saying at the at the, um, the school counseling level, where you know it's a safe place. I hate to you know even you know use that word specifically, but it is. It's an environment where you feel that you can be yourself and be able to have these conversations with others and going through similar things. I think is so important, and and we probably don't speak on that enough. Yeah, I think it's. It's extremely important to when it comes to mental health to feel comfortable because as soon as you feel judged, you're going to shut down and you're going to you're going to close off. And the number one thing I always say when I'm talking to like freshman guys that I help that are going through stuff is like, I'm not going to judge you. I've been through it all. Just, you know, open up and we'll get through it because there's always what we're taught from a young age is there's somebody's going to judge you. Somebody's going to think you know, that you're weird. Well, it's not right. usually the case. It's just not the norm. So I think stuff like that could really help um, guys and girls, just younger people getting through all this stuff right now. Right. And even, you know, I think, you know, we can start even sooner. You said it was in high school when these things started happening, right? But even, you know, getting to those that are in grade school and, you know, middle school and speaking, you know, because they're going through the same issues and challenges, right? And and the, the brain is so young and underdeveloped and being able to start to change the way people feel about mental health at an early point in their life is the better. 
Absolutely. I think that um, it, it, it's definitely such a struggle from my, my dad is the school board president of the Kirkwood School District. So I, I, I hear about all this stuff about the parents and the frustration of the online school and everything. And, you know, it, it is it's very difficult because it, it's hard to sit a you know 12 year old in front of a, you know, a computer for six hours during a day. You know, that's not healthy. That's not normal. And I feel like as we get back into the the real world and the normal things, just talking with younger kids like that and being like, you know, if you're frustrated, if you're upset, you know, let's talk about it. Let's let's open up about it. Let's see what's wrong. And, and, and starting at a young age would be so beneficial for so many people because, you know, when I was that age, I was like, yeah, I'm not happy right now. But, you know, who, who do I go talk to? So. Yeah, great point. I mean, I've, I, I even think, you know, raising um, children and we're like, just stop crying, right? Or what are you what are you whining about? And it's clear that they're just trying to express their emotions in a way that they feel. So being able to navigate them to express it maybe differently using words versus, you know, outburst or tantrums. Um, but yet they're still feeling a certain way that we should be able to address. And that can actually help them uh, later in life being able to navigate those situations. Absolutely. They they say that mental health starts at a very young age and um, the the repercussions of it just from a young age and how you were treated by, you know, parents and such can really take a toll on you all the way until you're a parent, um, just right. looking back and all that. So it, it, it it'll be very interesting to see as time progresses, because I know mental health is more and more prevalent these these days with children to see how it progresses with my generation becoming parents and seeing how, you know, we, we teach, handle our kids and that type of stuff. Right. Well, I, you know, Jack, I think it's great to hear from your side, especially a, uh, you know, young, young man, you know, finishing up college and going to be entering the, the world, just the mark that you're having on, on fellow students um, and friends and family as well. And that you're going to be taking that throughout your career into the workplace and this, the passion behind, you know, spreading, um, spreading, you know, the news or, or message about helping others, right, navigate this challenging um, aspect on mental health. So thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I, I was, I, one thing I'll say is there, you know, you can, the, the reason, the, one of the biggest reasons I do this is because you might look at somebody that's your neighbor or your best friend, and they might look completely fine on the outside, but you never know what's going on on the inside. And so it's one of those things where it's like never judge a book by its cover because you never know what the next person's going through. And that's one of those things where it's like, dude, I, I want to do this podcast to show those people that are putting on that image, like everything's okay. Like I know I feel what you're going through. And I think that's just the most important thing about it is giving people that comfortability. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> right. And even just a, a, a smile, you never know how that can change someone's day. So um, I, I think just being good to others can go a long way. Absolutely. Just <laughs> a, a, it only takes a simple conversation sometimes. That, that's yep. all it takes. Um, well, again, I'm so excited. I, I did not mention as we open this up, but you are a future Keelian. You're going to be joining us um, this summer. And so we can't wait to have you join and have your talents um, on board and, and see what you can do. So I appreciate it so much, Jack. Absolutely. I am uh, super excited to work with KDG this summer, and it's going to be extremely fun. I'm excited to be a Keelian, and um, I appreciate the opportunity.
All right. Well, we'll talk soon, guys. Stay tuned for the next um, episode of Keely Life ep um, podcast.